everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Barely got out of the way in time. I'm in a hurry. Are you, you know, trying to hit me? We have a lot of stories. We do have a lot of stories, which is good for our listeners. That's right. We uh, do this for them. Well, I, do we? No. I think we just do we it do this we for like you. it. It's true. Yeah. Um, three Central Florida Children's Hospitals um, are getting a magical transformation. What's going on there? They are. So... Uh, As Cheryl mentioned, three hospitals in Central Florida, they are the Advent Health Hospital for Children, Orlando Health Arnold Palmer Hospital for Children, and the Nemours Children's Hospital. Uh, They are being reimagined thanks to Disney and Imagineering. They're going to have some of their play play spaces redone and reimagined with whimsical murals and comfort corridors incorporating uh, the Disney characters and bringing some of those stories to life to provide positive distractions to ease the stress of a hospital stay. Um, so kudos to Disney for that. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, Disney has a long history with kids. Uh, over the years, they've granted nearly 10,000. Actually, they grant nearly 10,000 wishes annually through wow. Make-A-Wish. Um, and they also send care packages to various children's hospitals throughout the course of the year. That's awesome. Yeah. Um so as a reward for all their good work, well, I mean, has not there's no correlation. But no. anyway, um, the Disney Company's 2020 first quarter earnings are in, and how are they doing? That's right. It is a very good year so far. Uh, revenue is up 36%, and income is up over 9% over the first quarter of last year, um, which is good news. A lot of that was highlighted by the launch of Disney+. Plus, So they are in a good start to 2020. The sad news is the coronavirus hit. Mm-hmm. And the second quarter may be a different story because they expect that the Shanghai Resort and uh, Shanghai Disney and Hong Kong Disneyland could be closed for upwards of two months. Uh, what does that mean? That means that there will be an estimated $135 million loss in operating income at Shanghai, an additional $40 million loss at Hong Kong. Add that to an already uh, over $100 million loss in operating income that they have experienced since this outbreak occurred, and they are now down over $250 million, around $280 million. That's crazy. I mean, they they must have to pay their employees, right? Because You would assume. You can't. Like, how can you just tell people, like, you don't have a job for two months? Right. I would, So I would think that maybe not all the employees, but they've got to have a good number of the employees that they still have to pay. Yep. And how does that break down from last year? So parks experience and consumer products are up 8%. Uh, Direct-to-consumer and internationals is up 334% growth in revenues. Media networks are up 24%. Studio entertainment is up 106%. So numbers are doing well. Uh, More importantly, attendance at the domestic parks is up 2% and guest spending is up uh, 10%. Not because guests want to be spending more. No, but that's due to average higher ticket Mm -hmm. prices and increased spending on food and merchandise. Yeah. Uh, A lot of those increases were offset by higher costs due to the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and wage increases for union workers. Well, that part's okay. Yeah. The paying more and getting the same part, I don't love. Yeah. It's not like people are buying more food and beverages. No. They're just paying more for them. Yep. And I think we can piggyback this story onto this earnings call, uh, call is that Disney Plus had 26.5 million subscribers by the end of 2019. I think they were targeting 20 million. Uh, and from December 31st through February 2nd, 
that number has increased by 2.1 million, so they are now up to 28.6 million subscribers. Crazy. Yeah, and I believe the average cost of the subscription, when you factor in the fact that people joined at varying price points, uh, the average cost is like $5.50 per month. Okay. So multiply that times $28.6 million, and yeah. I'll be happy when it shows up on my uh, on my TiVo. Yeah, it's never going to show up as. Why not? They have the most ridiculous apps on there. They have apps I've never even heard of. Never going to show up. Yes, it is. Let's talk about more Disney good news. Uh, U.S. News and World Report has ranked Disney at the top uh, for which things? Uh, So they have been ranked at the top of the list in the cruise line and parks categories. Um, Disney Cruise Line ranked number one as the best cruise line for families. They were followed by Royal Caribbean International and Carnival Cruise Line. And then Disney Cruise Line was also ranked number one for the best cruise line in the Caribbean, followed again by Royal Caribbean and the Seabourn Cruise Line. Uh, never heard of Seabourn, but we've definitely heard of Royal Caribbean. Yeah. Um, and then as far as the parks go, Walt Disney World was named number one for best family vacations in the United States, followed by Yellowstone and Destin, Florida. Hmm. Uh, Disneyland Resort was ranked number five on the best list, uh, best family summer vacations, and both Disneyland and Walt Disney World were on the list for best family spring break destinations. So these uh, rankings were determined by the news editors, which was 30% of the uh, score, 50% was opinions of travelers, and then 20% of the ranking came from health ratings from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Good to know that they got in on it. Um, A former Disney cast member was just in court on Tuesday, and that was uh, related to the stealing of costumes and reselling. Yeah. So you may remember the story of Patrick Spikes, who is a former Walt Disney World cast member. He stole costumes, signs, and other items from Disney World uh, in the Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Uh, He was brought into court today for, I believe, the burglary in the Magic Kingdom. So he faced a grand theft charge, a grand theft of at least $10,000 between July of 2018 and January of 2019. Uh, he pled no contest uh, to the charges, and I'm no lawyer, but I believe that uh, no contest, which is also known as nolo contendere in the Latin, uh, means that you do not, I, I am not pleading guilty, but you have enough evidence to consider me guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, so he pled no contest and, and took a plea deal to avoid jail time. He's been sentenced to 10 years probation, 250 hours of community service, and to provide $25,308 in restitution plus court fees. Uh, So it looks like he is also charged. uh, I don't know if that punishment was also for the burglary in Epcot or just the Walt Disney World or the Magic Kingdom component. Yikes. Yeah. That was not a good move on his part. No, no, it wasn't. There's some new pins at the Disneyland Resort. There, there's a little bit of a fun twist to them. Yeah, well, there's there's six new pins, and I only wanted to talk about one of them because we generally don't talk uh, pin talk. For that, you have to go to our other podcast, <laughs> Pin Trading with Tony and Cheryl. No. <laughs> <laughs> which, which doesn't exist yet, but maybe it will. No. <laughs> um, they actually debuted in Disneyland a pin called The Incredibles Jack-Jack Cookie Num-Nums Disney Sense Scratch and Sniff Pin. Um it is what it sounds like. It is a scratch and sniff pin. It is the first one in what they are calling the Disney Sense line. Um, and if you sniff and well, scratch and then sniff the pin, 
it smells like chocolate because that's what the Jack Jack cookie num nums are, are chocolate chip cookies. So I want to know if I'm walking along and I see somebody with this pin on the lapel and I'm, I want to smell it. Is it okay if I just walk up to them and sniff and, and uh, I believe it is find, their- find a sniff, <laughs> find a scratch, find a sniff, not good to lick. Well, I don't know. Yes. I mean, definitely not good to lick, but you know, a little weird maybe if you walk up to a stranger and you just start touching their lapel. Yes. Uh, and no word if this will show up in Disney World, but this is a limited edition pin with only 2000 being made. And it will retail for $17.99. That's an expensive pin. It is. Um, also in Disneyland, they're at their downtown Disney area, they have a new Jamba Juice. But they're no, not calling no, it Jamba Juice, no, right? it's Jamba. Jamba. Just Jamba. Not to be confused with Jambo, which is no. the greeting for hello in... Uh, Swahili? No, in, the, in Harambe in no. Animal Kingdom. Or to be confused with Jambi, who is the genie in Pee Wee Herman, uh, Pee Wee Herman show. All right, move on. Okay. Uh, so Jamba, as Cheryl said, has is reopening in the downtown Disney district. Uh, they have dropped the juice from their name. So they have a new logo and a new type font and, and a new store design. Um, and Jamba reflects the restaurant's menu, which has more than just juices. Uh, they want to expand its offerings with smoothies, bowls, and sandwiches. So not only is this happening at the downtown Disney location in California, but it will be happening to Jamba locations around the country. Okay. Um, a Let's see. Okay. Hmm. Here we go. Uh, Disney Plus um, has announced- Did you just have a, a mini stroke or something? I might have. I didn't write this well, so I didn't know what I was trying to say. Uh, Disney Plus announced some new Marvel series. The They put out the synopsis and what months they're coming out. That is true. So they, uh, as we mentioned the other day and posted to the page, there were uh, some sneak sneak peeks given at, to three shows during the Super Bowl. Uh, the first one is um, uh, Winter Soldier and the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Following the events of Avengers Endgame, Sam Wilson, the Falcon, and Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier, team up in a global adventure that tests their abilities and their patience. Um, this will make its debut on Disney Plus in August. Followed in December by WandaVision, which blends the styles of classic sitcoms with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in which Wanda Maximoff and the Vision uh, be- begin living their ideal suburban lives, but they suspect that everything is not as it seems. And if you saw the trailer, you noticed that there were a couple of scenes where uh, w- one scene, Wanda was in the Brady Bunch uh, living room with the staircase behind her. Mm-hmm. She was also pregnant in that scene because her and the Vision do have children. How can he have children? He's an android. I'm hoping that the show gets into that because <laughs> the comic book discusses it. Um, and then there are some scenes where it's kind of like a 1950s sitcom, like a, a Leave it to Beaver, Daddy Knows Best kind of thing. Um, and then... Uh, there's like a little sitcom, like Lucy, black and white kind of look to it. So I thought that looked great. I, I mean, we only saw very small snippets, but of the few snippets that we saw of those three, of the three shows we saw them for, I thought that one looked to be the best. Yeah, and this is loosely based on a Vision and um, a Scarlet Witch comic book uh, where they actually do live uh, a kind of suburban life uh you know, it's comic book weird, but I'm just hoping that it translates well to Disney+. Plus. And then the final show that was previewed was Loki, uh, which is Loki resuming his role as the god of mischief. Um, 
And uh, no one really knows much about this other than this is the Loki from the earlier timeline from 2012. So he's not the Loki that was killed by um, Thanos, uh, but it's a different Loki who was pulled out of his time. And that will make its debut in the spring of 2021. Okay. And then there's a live action Lilo and Stitch coming to Disney Plus. Do we have dates for that? There is no date for that, but it is um, it is going to be under production. It is just a live action. It is coming exclusively to Disney Plus. Uh, it is not um, there's been no casting. Uh, just that, you know, a, a, a rehashing of the fact that Lilo and Stitch was released in 20 uh, 2002 uh, as Disney's 42nd animated feature. It was nominated for Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to see a live action version of that. Okay, I, I, so we just now know that that's coming eventually sometime. We do. But that's about all we know. We do. And then also coming to Disney Plus is a movie uh, called Godmothered, starring Isla Fitch Fisher, who you may remember from Wedding Crashers, and Jillian Bell, who I'm not familiar with. Um, the film is about, uh, it's a Christmas movie about Eleanor, a young, inexperienced fairy godmother in training who hears that her chosen profession is facing extinction because who needs fairy godmothers? Me. But I need fairy godmothers. I know, right? She decides to show the world that people still need them. So she finds a letter from a 12-year-old girl in distress. She tracks her down and discovers that the girl is now a 40-year-old single mom, Isla Fisher, working at a news station in Boston. Um, so she's given up on the idea of happily ever after, but Eleanor, the godmother in training is des- des- uh, determined to give her a makeover, uh, happiness makeover, whether she likes it or not. So, uh, expect this to be very funny. Um, Emmy winner, winner, Jane Curtin, who you may know from the original Saturday Night Live cast, as well as Kate and Allie, uh, will star as the headmistress of the motherland, which is where the godmothers come from. It sounds really cute, so I'm looking forward to that. That's coming in December, I believe. It uh, It is set in December, but it does not give a release date. Oh, okay. When I asked you when is that coming out, you said December. Well, I said it's set in December. No, set at I Christmas time. what you said to me. That's, that's what I... Please, that's somebody rewind this back. Rewind <laughs> this back and listen. No, we was before they turned on the microphones. How can we rewind it back? Oh. oh. Like in our pre-check. Yes. Okay. I try to do these, this back... T- Fact-checking for our listeners, but it doesn't always go well. No, it doesn't. Um, some more space-age walls were, I don't know, I would, they weren't put up. They were just, like, renovated. Unveiled, they were unveiled. Unveiled at, yes. the, at Tomorrowland in Disneyland. Yes, just some funky, more holographic paint uh, and uh, a reworking. It makes what, apparently these walls have been there, but it makes them so much more noticeable. Yes. Okay. And then, uh, do we have anything else for Disneyland, or am I going to be jumping all over the place? I think that's uh, I it for Disneyland. Right yes. No, nope, um, there's one more for Disneyland. Okay, you sell it then. All right. So if you are going to Galaxy's Edge and, and you have a child who is under nine years old, they can take part in a scavenger hunt um, on the uh, on the on the planet of Batu. Um, they can go and get Binna's guide to the creatures of Batu at the creature stall. And it is a scavenger hunt, and the children will receive stamps from various locations on planet. And then once you have um, once you have collected all of the stamps, you will get a special coin uh, available only in Batu. So uh, rumor has it they are strictly enforcing that age limit. So uh, so no forty two year old men. Right. <laughs> do you know any forty two year old men that would do this? No, I know a 52-year-old man that would do this. You know, I've not done much many of the scavenger hunts, no. except for the cookie one. 
the no. Christmas cookie one. That oh, that we, wasn't a scavenger, a scavenger one. one. Yeah, but I don't. You know, I don't do stuff like that. Oh, okay. Although, I thought you would just want the coin. No. Yes. No. Yes. Um, but that is Disneyland. So far, yes. that is not available in Disney World. Correct. Um, at Disney World, in where are we? Here we go with the mini stroke again. I, I have trouble getting she getting writes together. Notes I and jump, then she can't read. Know, she can't read her hand. I'm jumping all around here. I'm not in order. I want to talk about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Okay, but that wasn't the next story. But go no, ahead. it wasn't. Let's talk about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Okay. They installed the sign for it. Yes. And it looks really nice. Yes. It's a very neon, uh, old school marquee. Right. Very, um, yeah, very movie marquee. Yeah. Uh, it, some people are complaining because this covers up the dragon on the Chinese theater above the doors. Um I think it does. It does look nice. It just it looks nice. You so. know what? What are you going to do? Uh, make a sign that has to fit this very small spots. The dragon's unencumbered. I mean, it's supposed to be a theater, and I, I think that you know, if you had a big thing showing at the theater, that's what you would do. You're going to you know cover up some of the decorative work. You're not going right. to. You're more interested in promoting your film than you are about worrying whether the decorations on your building show. Right. And it looks like there will be some motion with the... Oh, uh, with the neon. With the neon, because mm-hmm. Mickey has multiple arms, so it looks like he'll kind of be waving you on. Right. Um, very cool. It looks like it's going to... And Minnie has two arms as well. Okay. Uh, I don't know if this is a good well, thing. Well, actually, she has three arms. <laughs> One of them will move. But I, I think it's going to be very impressive at night. I think as you're walking down, right. uh, you know... The street, once you come in the park, it's going to grab your eye. It's yeah. going to be that little weenie that Imagineering likes to put into things. Yeah. That'll be nice. Yes. And, and when does that open? February. Is it February 9th? Because I feel like there's a lot of March 4th. February 9th. Oh, okay. March 4th. My bad. Okay. At Disney Springs, the CityWorks Eatery and Poor House is set to open on February 6th. Yes. That is over by the uh, NBA experience. Okay. Good. And it is uh, an eatery and poor house. And although some people complain that Disney puts them in the poor house, mm-hmm. uh, this is a poor, P-O-U-R, um, house. So there are, of course, lots of beers there. Yeah. Um, so it is an eatery and beers. It is scheduled to open, as Cheryl mentioned, on Thursday, February 6th, uh, at a time of 3 p.m. Very good. So they are right now in... Um, Cast member previews. They're they're serving cast members. Uh, advanced dining reservations are not yet available. Okay. And in Animal Kingdom, Dino Land is set to close early on February 10th. They're closing at 6 p.m. for a private event. Nothing more to say about that. Yeah, well, yeah. The attractions that are closed are going to be Dinosaur, Triceratops Spin, The Boneyard, and Fossil Fun Games. Gee, I wonder why those are going to be the ones. I don't know. Because those are the things that are in Dino Land. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting sassy. I live with this every day. <laughs> Not just for 20 minutes a night during the show. You know what would make me so much less crabby? What? A Gus Gus cupcake. Oh, yeah? Yes. Um, they have Gus Gus cupcakes at the All-Star Resorts. This is part of the 70th anniversary for Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And Gus Gus is adorable. This I like these cupcakes. They look... They don't look like they're overly sweet. Some of the cupcakes... I just can't even. It's just a mouthful of sugar. Yeah, I, I just can't even entertain eating them. But these, um, they only look faintly like Gus Gus, but they, he doesn't have any eyes. Right. He has a nose, he has ears, he has a piece of cheese and a hat. 
but um, but he's cute and it looks yummy. So what are my flavors here? So it is a chocolate cupcake filled with marshmallow cream. Um, there is a, I want to say a lump of brown frosting, which is supposed to be Gus Gus's body. Uh, and that has a slight uh, peanut butter flavor to mm-hmm. it. Yum. And then Gus Gus's blue hat is a blue, uh, standard blue buttercream. Okay. Yeah. Yep. If I were staying at the All-Stars, which I will be in a couple of months, maybe they'll still have this cupcake. I will get it. And the little slice of cheese that he's holding is actually Fondant? white chocolate. Ah, uh, white chocolate. Okay. Um, he'll, he's at the, he'll set you back five ninety nine. Ooh, that's okay. Um, speaking of food, at the American Adventure, in the American Adventure at Epcot, the Regal Eagle is set to open very shortly. On February 9th. Yeah, very exciting for that. 11.30 on February 9th, which I believe... <laughs> I like that you have times. I believe is Sunday. Um, we'll finally get to go to Sam Eagle's Regal Eagle Smokehouse. Exciting. Yeah. We'll definitely go there. Yes. I want to try that out. Currently, uh, no times are listed on the restaurants page on the Walt Disney World website, website but uh, Google apparently has the time listed already for uh, as an opening for Sunday. Yeah, who knows how accurate that is. But I mean, probably, right? If they're going to be open for lunch, 11.30 seems like about the right... You'd think 11, actually, but who knows. Well, this is the first time in a while that Disney has actually managed to hit, uh, to not delay openings, because they've delayed Space 2220, uh, they've delayed the Eats at the Epcot Experience, and Taste Track, which is going to be hmm. a new little quick service window over by Test Track. Yeah, they're not really putting their uh, hard work into the restaurants. They're, they're putting not. it on the back burner for working on other things, I think. Right. Um, in Hong Kong, well, yeah, Hong Kong Disneyland, the two hotels, do they have more than two hotels? They actually have three hotels. Okay, two of them are closing in response to the coronavirus. That's right. Disney's Hollywood Hotel and Disney's Explorer Lodge are closing. Um, they've also closed their restaurants in Hong Kong in all of the hotels. Um, you may wonder why the hotels are open. Uh, you know, my... My assumption is that there are still people who were in the hotels when the park closed, and there may be some people who were headed that way and have plans to go even though the park is closed. And I'm sure that now that the parks are closed, some people have been able to change their plans. So as people are leaving these hotels, they're closing down what they can and consolidating people into the remaining open hotel. That makes sense. Yes. And then last but not least, uh, Walt Disney World is hosting a Purple Day for Epilepsy Awareness. That's right. That is going to be March 1st. Um, this is Purple Purple Day Every Day. It has an annual event for epilepsy awareness. This is the event's third year. Uh, there will be a free afternoon epilepsy expo held at the Disney Contemporary Resort. And the day will close at Epcot where Spaceship Earth will illuminate in purple lights to raise awareness for epilepsy. Um, so, uh, good. Yeah. Always, uh, always nice to have these things for these special causes. It is. And uh, speaking of special causes, uh, that's our show for today. <laughs> is our show a special cause? It is. It's Today's a special show cause for was you. sort of a special cause. Yes. I apologize. It was a bit of a mess, but you know, we'll try again tomorrow. That's right. And until tomorrow, I'm Tony, and I'm Cheryl, and you've been listening to the special Disney <laughs> Drive Time podcast. <laughs>